manages to help us with our business wrap. Akwana Mlamleli, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. No, I'm good. Thank you very much. Good evening to your listeners. Thank you very much for uh, taking time out to speak to us this evening. I want us to start off uh, with that uh, uh, interesting update that uh, we saw coming through from Br- uh, Brimstone. We also saw one of the uh, subsidiaries, Sea Harvest, as well, putting out uh, some information in the SENS announcement earlier on today. These are the guys who give us, um, you know, uh, a Lucky Star Pilchards and, uh, yeah, yeah, so many, so many other uh, 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 products as well. And uh, yeah, what do you make of how they've performed in uh, what was certainly a trying operating environment? Yeah, so Brimstone, which we may know have mm. know of, um, were obviously classified during the lockdown period as essential service providers and were able to obviously operate during those lockdown periods. And also another subsidiary within the group um, is Obsidian Health, um, which the group did acquire a further 55% um, mm. stake, which mm. they currently um, have a total shareholding of 80%. Um, so they were able to be bolstered by these divisions um, who contributed quite um, beneficially to their um, profit earnings um, due to these, um, the health um, being able to operate um, during these trying times. But also in terms of the, the COVID testing in which um, Obsidian Health um, was also a beneficiary of and also supported by sales and personal and protective equipment, which has been quite seen unprecedented numbers um, within the last 18 months or so. Yeah, yeah. They've also, I guess, been trying to sort of rejig that capital structure somewhat, uh, looking to, you know, uh, uh, I guess, uh, narrow the discount uh, at which they trade to their intrinsic net asset value. And maybe you might want to explain to us what that is. Uh, but um, I guess continuing on that vein and uh, buying back some shares here. Yeah, so the group netted about 900 million. And maybe just, you know, when when we look at uh, an entity like this, I mean, they've certainly made some interesting forays in the last while into their uh, education sector, you know, and the investments in Stadio, they also have nearly 15% of an interest in Mill Park education. Um, what's the thinking there and what's the play? I mean, is that, a, I guess, a defensive position where you know you're always going to have people studying in some form and shape, especially in distance learning, uh, you know, pandemic or, you know, virus or not? Yeah, so we've obviously seen um, the resurgence of um, the e-learning um, due to the lockdown levels that have been imposed by us um, since um, April of last year. And we've seen um, the group expand in that in terms of having its financial services divisions, um, such as the insurance um, division, and also, as you've indicated, some of the they're tapping into areas of education, which is fast growing within the South African landscape. And as we all know, um, the last year has resulted in a few and mostly those that um, are able to to move um, from the physical learning class um, to e-learning. So they have been quite instrumental um, in building that book. Um, they thought it's still in the early stages, um, but as I've indicated, they've played a investment holding company with many of its divisions within the healthcare insurance. And I think it's an opportunity that they see into tapping into the e-learning um, forum in order to provide education to the, the broader South African market. Mm-hmm. Let's shift our attention, I guess, away from, you know, sea trawlers, bill charts and uh, Lucky Star and all manner of other things and uh, uh, shift our attention to uh, these guys who, uh, yeah, I guess have benefited from software as a service, uh, who are major licensed distributors of the stuff here in South Africa. Adapt IT 
Uh, now, they've been in the news for all manner of other reasons, but, but to putting out a voluntary trading update earlier on today for the uh, 12 months ending June 2021. What do you make of this set of numbers, Akona, and uh, I guess, uh, yeah, their cash generative ability maybe as a starting point? Yeah, so the JC listed software service tonight. Yeah, yeah. Akona, I want us to uh, pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I want us to take a look at, uh, yeah, I guess uh, some of the issues that have come out of ICASA and uh, some of what they've been saying there. And also uh, Bidvest set to sell Canon uh, Asset Management, uh, you know, uh, uh, which I found quite an interesting story. And uh, we're going to take a look at that. And uh, maybe you might want to comment also on uh, the ESCOM numbers that we saw coming out. Uh, uh, Andre Dorator, the CEO, they're delivering some of those numbers. And uh, we certainly hope we can catch up with him uh, sometime later on this week. So we'll continue on the other side of this. 22 minutes it is after 7 p.m. You tuned in to our wrap of the top business stories here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, my guest uh, this evening helping us to take a look at uh, some of these uh, big stories uh, in the marketplace is Portfolio Manager 27.4 Investment Managers, Akona Mlamleli. Akona, uh, let's talk just briefly about this emergency spectrum that ICASA had given out during the COVID-19 pandemic. And batting uh, Mazbu in Yeah, so we... I guess all of this happens, um, you know, in a context where there's a much bigger elephant in the room. And, and that's when, uh, you know, this uh, spectrum is actually going to be allocated, whether through an auction or through a wholesale open access network. Just for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with what's happening here, what is holding up that process? Yeah, so the regulator has um, delayed the auctioning um, of the high frequency spectrum um, due to the, the court case, um, which was brought um, by um, the two operators, specifically Telcom and MTN, um, who are particularly unhappy with the process um, being viewed and being obviously down the cost um, for consumers, my, yourself and myself, in terms of data costs. So they're waiting on that court case um, to resume and obviously provide some direction on the way forward. So that is currently the delay at the moment in terms of the auctioning of the high-frequency spectrum. Mm, mm, mm. And it's certainly a story we're going to be watching quite closely. We did see, of course, some uh, uh, executive changes in the Department of Communications and Digital Technologies. And uh, one would uh, probably think, uh, I guess, a lot of that having to do with uh, efforts to try and speed up the um, allocation of spectrum. Uh, but I guess that, that might be... Probably not a real account if uh, we consider some of the legislative constraints associated with this process and uh, uh, the massive interests that there are in this issue. But um, let's shift our attention uh, to uh, this story. I found it quite interesting. I mean, Adrian Savile's uh, old outfit there, uh, Canon Asset Management. Uh, Now, uh, I get Budvest Financial Services set to sell it uh, to one of the uh, former employees. What's happening here? Yes, sir. Um, currently operates, mm. um, has seen the emergence and also the closure of asset management firms in the last year due to the pool of assets either shrinking or being skewed to the bigger and more established financial mm. firms um, and asset management firms. So it will be quite interesting to note in the coming days and the weeks how the, the vision for the business and how they will, will like to reposition this business during these extremely challenging times. And also it, it, it is quite a competitive space so um, we just need to look out for the new coming CEO um, who will be announced, um, I'm sure, relatively soon. And also the management and how they will steer this new ship forward in terms of the trajectory of the business. Mm-hmm. You make a very interesting point there that, uh, you know, in this context, I mean, a shrinking pool of capital uh, and a lot of that having to do, I guess, with what is happening in the life experiences of many of the owners of that capital. 
which is effectively, you know, you and me and uh, many working people, if I can add. Yeah, so we've obviously seen some retrenchment. So Akwana, as always, it's a pleasure catching up with you and uh, thank you very much for your time till next week. No problem. Thank you very much. Akwana Mlamlele is a portfolio manager at uh, 274 uh, uh, Asset Managers speaking to us uh, this evening uh, here for our business wrap. Half past seven is the time. We're going to take a brief break now. On the other side, it's the second part of our business wrap. And uh, yeah, Professor Bonang Mohal is my guest. He is now uh, the uh, incoming president of Business Unity South Africa, and we speak to him.